Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, Jean Ginsburg here again, and welcome to another episode of Listen by Jean Ginsburg. I have a very special guest today, Michael Lobin. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Great. I'm very excited that you're here, and I want to ask you our first question that I usually ask our guests because I kind of want to give our audiences some context. So tell us about your background. Absolutely. So I started in the digital marketing space uh, uh, maybe about uh, 15 years ago. And uh, first it was uh, uh, marketing, advertising, and then uh, we started to notice that there was a lot of interest, not just in how to run advertising or social media campaigns, uh, but there was a big interest in how do we actually measure the success of it. If uh, It's hard to recall exactly what was going on 12, 15 years ago, but... Uh, yeah, I remember everyone was all over Twitter. People obviously still are. Uh, Twitter advertising, social media advertising was certainly not uh, a constant. Uh, it was just something that the organizations uh, tried. Uh, you know, running a campaign on Twitter uh, was uh, all meant that you're ahead of many others. And uh, people started to begin asking questions. Well, okay, so I'm going to do all of this, but how will I actually measure it? And about uh, 10 years ago, uh, I uh, started to spend a lot more time in measurement uh, analytics space and helping organizations uh, measure how well their campaigns are performing. I joined InfoTrust and uh, has been doing it. I've been doing this for the past uh, 10 years. And uh, you know, over the past uh, five, six, seven years, I've been working with uh, some of the largest uh, retailers uh, consumer packaged goods companies of the world, most recognizable brands, uh, whether you are a million dollar business or a hundred million dollar business, you typically ask yourself the same types of questions. How can I get more customers? How can I get customers to buy more often? How can I increase average order value? So that's what I spend a lot of my time on. Oh, wonderful. Well, I know that that is a big need for the industry because I feel like even the clients that we engage with, they are not always very organized, I would say, with their analytics. So that is a definitely a big need. So tell us about the organization. Sure. Uh, InfoTrust is a full-service uh, digital analytics uh, consulting and technology company, and uh, we work uh, with enterprises uh, on all aspects of digital analytics. So what does it mean? Well, it's data collection, so collecting uh, uh, consumer analytics uh, across uh, different uh, touch points, uh, website, mobile application, uh, it's uh, governance of customer data. So how do we ensure that we collect and manage information in a privacy-centric uh, fashion? Uh, and it's business intelligence. How do we integrate and bring uh, uh, data together and then do analysis so it can actually benefit our business? Right. And what kind of, and what kind of adopt, adoptability are you seeing? Uh, do you see that most organizations have their analytics pretty organized? Or are you seeing that there's a lot of work that needs to be done in this space? 
It really is uh, all over the spectrum. Uh, that was one of the main reasons we decided to write uh, our book, uh, Provoc Run, Advancing Digital Analytics Maturity, because we've noticed that companies are different levels of analytical maturity spectrum. I would say that over the past uh, couple of years, companies uh, started to get much better at data collection and the data integration. Uh, where I still see the gap is that uh, is what's often called the last mile is how do we get not just uh, to visualize our data, but to actually make better decisions. I'm often, I still uh, do not uh, often see when I meet with executives teams or when I present uh, to marketing organizations and ask them, uh, walk me through your decision-making process and where does data fit in. Sometimes organizations still say, well, we have data, but we still a lot of times just feel that this is going to be a right decision and that's how we make it. So clearly there's a, still a gap and uh, that's where I think there's an exciting opportunity is to solve mm -hmm. it. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, it's so true that organizations still make decisions based on how they feel instead of taking a look at the data and uh, making decisions based uh, based on that. So. What do you think is the biggest challenge in the industry now? I think it's uh, it's that it's uh, the last uh, mile is uh, how do we actually uh, build the habit of using analytics uh, on day to day basis? I, I often think of analytics as uh, something that we need to be doing on daily basis uh, to really have this uh, as a habit. Uh, Otherwise, you know, it's like going to the gym. You go to the gym once, you might feel good about it, but then you still do not see your long-term changes, right? Then you start doing it two or three times a week, then it becomes consistent, then it becomes, well, it's part of who you are, right? You are the type of person who goes to the gym. You are the type of person who enjoys fitness. The same thing applies here, right? We want to help marketers to be the types of marketers that rely on analytics to make better decisions on day-to-day -day basis. So to me, that's a huge opportunity. I would say that uh, uh, over the past uh, 12 to 18 months, we've also been observing a lot of changes uh, uh, in the regulatory and um, uh, technology aspect uh, with uh, changes uh, in terms of uh, third-party uh, third data collection, uh, yeah, third-party cookies, uh, uh, also, California Consumer Privacy Act, CCPA, and other regulations that are taking place across the uh, United States. Uh, companies have to be a lot more mindful about how they collect information and what they do with that information. Right. And what would you say is the best way to get that last mile? Do you feel like it has to be the top, like top down from the CEO or the, the leadership team, or does it have to be from the bottom up, you know, the... Um, the analysts who are actually in the data day to day in order to get to that last mile and get that uh, adaptability and to rely on data on a regular basis? I would say ideally both, but at the end of the day, we need to change how we think about uh, analytics. A lot of times uh, it starts with uh, data and somebody you know, would uh, send me an email or raise a question when I speak at a conference and say, hey, I have a conversion rate of 5%. Is it good or bad? <laughs> well, that's that, that's not uh, probably the most accurate or the best question that you can ask. The question is, my business objective is to drive more customers. How do I do that? 
And then using analytics, we can start looking, well, what type of customers are you looking to drive? Are you looking to focus on a specific region? Maybe you are trying to drive customers uh, in a tri-state area. Well, if that's the case, you know, who is the ideal customer? Uh, what channel is that ideal customer can come from? Right? And now all of a sudden I start to use analytics to really identify a very specific challenge that I'm going to solve. And that's where you start uh, making a difference, making the shift. Right. Absolutely. So it's, I guess it would be both top down and um, bottom up, but also just making sure that the data is part of the um, bigger strategy. So um, in terms of, you know, we've of course had uh, a pandemic in the last 18 months or so. Have you seen a change with you, with your business or with your clients' businesses pre-pandemic or post-pandemic? Or has data really not changed or the concept of data and data collection not really changed as much at all um, in the last 18 months? Yeah, I would say the concept of data, data collection has not changed all that much. Uh, I think we've all seen that uh, more and more uh, companies sell online, right? Obviously, so has that, has that been the change then? Because more companies are selling online, there's a higher need for data collection and data analytics? There is definitely a higher need for data collection. The other thing to keep in mind, uh, you might have now a lot more competitors. Right? If I'm on Instagram, you know, I don't spend that much time on it, but if I look at the post for five minutes, I will probably, within those five minutes, I will find the two or three or four direct-to-consumer businesses that sell t-shirts, right? So imagine each one of those, right? If your business sells men's t-shirts, you have so many different competitors. So analytics has to be a huge part of your business. Otherwise, how are you going to really differentiate yourself from your competitors? Right. Um, so uh, we were talking a little bit before the podcast started and one of the things that I like to ask our guests is um, what's something that a small business owner or an entrepreneur who's listening to the podcast can take away for to back into their business in terms of data. So what would you recommend, let's say, if they don't have any data analytics or if they have very little, um, you know, what's something that they can implement, um, let's say, tomorrow to get better data anal analytics in their business? Well, if... Uh... You're a small business and you do not have uh, a lot of data. The first thing that you need to start doing is marketing yourself, right? Because data is just not going to show up. If you have a website and on your website, you promote your classes, you promote your business, you sell different products. If there is no data about that website, it means that nobody is coming to the website. Hence, you are not collecting data. So data by itself is just not going to appear. So start marketing your website. In terms of uh, how to collect data on your website, uh, there are tools like Google Analytics, uh, which is a free product that you can implement on your website and start collecting uh, information about who is coming to the website, where are they coming from, what do they do on the website, why do they buy, or why don't they buy on the website? Right. Yes. One of the things I, I hear often, you know, as a digital marketing agency is that um, of course, people want to, and businesses want to market, and then they always expect that the marketing will then create customers right away. And that's not always, that's not going to be always the case, right? Part of the beginning stages is just collecting data and seeing who is coming, 
um, what are they trying to do? What are they trying to accomplish? And what's the user experience and not just creating, you know, re revenue immediately for, um, for the business. Eventually that will come, but there has to be some data collection on the marketing side to see even initial steps. So that's, I feel like is, is a big misconception in the industry, especially for small businesses. I don't what, what are your thoughts on that? Couldn't agree with you more, right? <laughs> uh, I, you know, still, I think some companies believe that they have such an exceptional product that uh, people will find it. That might very well be the case, but let's be honest, it's rather rare, right? Yes, I, I've heard that before that look at Tesla. Tesla does not have an advertising department and they sell cars like crazy. I understand, right? But chances are your business is not quite like Tesla. And uh, you, you have to look at the marketing. Uh, additionally, even if your product is so amazing that it can sell yourself, why not give it the boost, right? And right. through the marketing, get people to start buying it. And then people will tell an amazing story about how good your product is. And it will have a, such a viral effect. Uh, we all know that marketing works. Uh, it's just bad marketing doesn't work. And hopefully the use of uh, data analytics can help us minimize uh, wasted resources, wasted advertising resources. Well, I'll actually make a point here that bad marketing does work and that in the sense that it gives you the data that you need to know that it's bad marketing and that you should change your plan. So there's always a positive to it, right? Even yes. the bad marketing will tell you this is not working, change it, and maybe you'll have you know better, you know, have better analytics and better uh, data and have better marketing. So there is a benefit. And to that, I would say that, uh, uh, look, uh, any campaign that you're launching, you will never know for sure if it's going to work or not. But at the end of the day, every campaign can be successful in the sense that you can learn something from it if yeah. you know what your objectives are, right? If you're launching a campaign and you know, this is my objective, this is what I'm going to measure, this is how I will know that this campaign is, let's say, financially successful. Let's say you do not hit that uh, return on advertising spend or you do not hit that ROI for that campaign, that's okay. But now you have a lot of interesting data points that you can uh, think through when you're thinking about your next campaign. Yeah, absolutely. I get that question asked all the time. It's like, well, if we run this Facebook campaign, then what do you expect is going to be the result? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Even right. though I've done marketing for you know 10 years, I can't tell you exactly what the result will be because it depends on the creative. It depends on the audience we're targeting. It depends on so many factors. It's like, I'm not a magician or a, a wizard to really be like, oh, well, I think you're going to get a 5% conversion rate, which again, doesn't really mean anything if it's not like relative to anything else. <laughs> so um so I think there's also like, it sounds like there's supposed to be a lot of education that needs to be done on, on our end, like for people like you and me to educate the consumer and to, sorry, the business owner on, um, you know, what to expect when working with analytics or in marketing or whatnot, because I think there's just a lot of misconceptions um, about what's expected. I don't know. I feel like a lot of times um, business, especially small business owners feel like, oh, just because I'm doing digital marketing, that it's like some sort of. Um, like magical elixir that's going to bring in ROI. It's still marketing. You still have to like review it, spend money on it, create content. It's not just going to be like some magical ROI that's going to be moving forward, you know, moving your business and bringing in revenue. So 
lot of misconceptions I feel like about marketing and data. <laughs> um, so what are some of the new initiatives or projects that you guys are working on in your business? A lot of time uh, we spent on uh, forecasting and modeling because uh, especially as we're going into the holiday season, right, every organization uh, wants to know what happens if we launch this campaign or what type of results uh, can we expect, right? And uh, many of our partners' clients have enough historical data where they can model different results and we can showcase, look, if this is your spend, uh, this this level of confidence, we can predict uh, this amount of sales. And then uh, if your goal is to grow that, uh, you should probably allocate more budget to this channel or this channel. So that's where a lot of our time is spent on. Uh, right now, so a lot of my time is spent on uh, educating organizations on uh, uh, changes around uh, privacy mm -hmm. and the regulatory changes. Uh, uh, there is a lot that is happening, as I already mentioned, uh, with, uh, especially in the United States, with different states uh, coming out with different laws, regulations. Consumers are also now a lot more aware that organizations uh, collect their data and they want to know what will happen to the data. So there is uh, something that uh, every organization can likely do better when it comes to uh, data transparency. Right, absolutely. I mean, that's a big one. Yeah, data transparency and, and collection of data. I mean, I've seen all of those. You know, accept the cookies when you go to someone's website. So, right. I mean, that's that's a big one that's been going on the last year, eighteen months that I've definitely noticed. Um, so, um, great. And the last question I always like to ask is kind of a wild card question. Um, what is your prediction for the industry? And that could be specifically your industry, analytics, or it could be self-driving cars. Terraforming Mars, um, AI, I mean, robots, whatever you, whatever's top of mind for you. <laughs> yes, I unfortunately cannot speak to self-driving cars, so even though I'm hoping that very soon I will have one, so I can spend more time reading instead of paying attention to, to the road. Um, my prediction for the industry, uh, I think we're going to see this uh, bigger trend of a privacy-centric marketing where organizations are going to begin uh, treating uh, data uh, privacy and data governance almost as a competitive advantage. And uh, I, I think more and more consumers are going to seek out uh, organizations that where they can buy products from knowing what exactly will happen to their data and knowing that their data is not going to be a product within itself. Uh, that's probably my, uh, my prediction. I also hope uh, that there will be more progress in uh, uh, AI and machine learning front uh, in, in analytics. Uh, but so far, I've seen uh, very mixed results. I think everyone believes uh, that there is a huge opportunity, especially if you're sitting on a clean and very accurate data set. It should be primed uh, to be analyzed uh, and run through different models. But right now, I, I have not yet seen a business value to come out of this. I think organizations are doing the work, but uh, I have not seen many case studies where a company would say, well, we did this and our campaign ROI, or we've been able to increase average order value as a result of this by factor of X. Mm -hmm. 
interesting. Yeah, lots of changes going on. Um, and I, I'm curious about, yeah, the, this prediction and how it will play out over the next, you know, let's say year or a couple of years and how the, the data governance will change um, over time. Because, yeah, I feel like when we when the whole data thing started and digital marketing started, it's like it was kind of the Wild West, right? And now we're trying to rein it in more um, and have more of a, I guess, a framework for it versus just like, Data everywhere, <laughs> but not really. Right. Yeah, not really good places to like keep it or to you know, govern it. I guess overall. So, yeah, that's an interesting prediction. So, awesome. Thanks so much. Last question is: How can our audience get in touch with you? Sure. The easiest is to probably find me on LinkedIn, Michael Loban. People can check out my book on Amazon. Um, we're now on second edition. Uh, first edition was Amazon bestseller. The book is Crawl or Cron, Advancing uh, Digital Analytics Maturity with Google Marketing Platform. And uh, if you want to check out my blog, uh, you can find it on the company website, infotrust.com. Great. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.